Subsequent to the recording of this episode, Jackie Worm, founder of IntegraPrint, passed away. During this podcast, Chelsea Schmidt, current owner and the niece of Jackie, frequently refers to Jackie's leadership and mentorship. Jackie was an inspiration for so many of us in our industry. This episode is dedicated to her memory. This episode of 40 Under 40 is proudly sponsored by Konica Minolta, a global leader in innovative printing solutions. Just as our young leaders are shaping our industry, Konica Minolta aims to partner with clients to give shape to ideas by supporting their digital transformation through its expansive, intelligent, connected workplace portfolio. Let Konica Minolta transform your workplace experience and drive dynamic business change. Welcome to the NPSOA's 40 Under 40, the podcast where we spotlight the rising stars of the print and sign industry. I'm your host, Paul Strack, and together we'll dive into the inspiring stories of young entrepreneurs who are redefining our industry. I might only get five hours of sleep at night, but it's worth it. Um, We close at four. I am closing my computer up at four and I'm walking out the shop because I want to be home. I want to be present for my family, for my kids, for my parents, for my brothers. Like, I want to be there for them. So then when the kids go to bed, I'll open up the computer and finish what didn't get done. Get ready for captivating conversations on innovation, technology, sustainability, and the ever-evolving landscape of printing. Welcome to 40 Under 40, where youth meets expertise and inspiration ignites transformation. Let's begin. Well, good morning to our listeners and welcome to another episode of 40 Under 40. As is our tradition with these, we interview the young and the superstars of the print industry. One old guy talking to the younger folks. Always always a fun time. I am excited today we have Chelsea Smith with Integra Print out of Buffalo, Minnesota. Good morning, Chelsea, and welcome. Good morning, Paul. Thank you for having me on. We are glad to have you. This is this is fun. We're going to have just a brief 30, 35-minute conversation. We've got to keep it under 40 minutes. It's in our name, and we have assurances that you're under 40. So we're just going to have yep. a little bit of talk about you and your company. So I'll have you kick us off by just giving us a brief background about you and, you know, your role with Integra Print and how that came to be where it is today. Well, awesome. So I always have to check in with LinkedIn to see how many years I've worked here because it's been just way too long. (laughs) So right now I'm at 19 years. I started working here part time when I was going to college um, for business management and really it was working in bindery for part-time and then I went full-time after school and I've touched every single department in the shop. So did bindery, then I actually learned how to run our offset press. We had two at the time, we don't have any presses anymore. Um, did that, did client care, ran the digital equipment, learned the graphics when we lost our graphic designer, did the finances for a little bit, tried sales, hated sales. So then I went back to client care. Um, Production manager has been probably 10 years of that as I was doing other departments. We're a small shop, so we're, you know, you you train everywhere. So um, did that for 17 and a half years. And then the beginning of last year is when I purchased the company from my aunt, Jackie. And now here I am. (laughs) That's wonderful. I did not know Jackie was your aunt. She is, yes. And love her. Enjoyed speaking with her over the years. So during that time, at what point... Did you realize, say, hey, 
you know, I want to be an owner. Most most in our industry, we're second, third generations, but it's related, but not really generational. So at what point did you say, hey, I want to do this. I want to buy this company and, and take ownership. Still feels like it's generational. I see her as my second mother because I've seen her every single day for the past <laughs> 19 years, you know, or whatever, except for the weekends. But um, we really have had a transition plan. We've talked about it for 10 years, you know, a five-year transition plan. Um, and it's been talked about. And I don't know, the interest just kind of kept growing. At first, I really had no interest. Um, but Jackie's kids didn't want to take over. Um but when you work for a place for so long, you become very invested. And I loved how everything was growing. Um, so that just got me more interested. And then when it was time to start making the decision, that's, that's when I just jumped in. <laughs> you know, many of us, when we're looking at uh, a succession plan, myself included and others, whether it's family owned or not, you know, there, there are many details involved in the succession plan, uh, whether it's the financial um, the, the timing, and you said you did have this plan in place. How long had this plan in place, and was it a detailed plan you all worked together, or did you all get outside independent parties to assist? So we've had a five-year transition plan in place for 10 years. Um, <laughs> we've we've been talking about it. She wasn't ready. I definitely was not ready. Two young kids, I didn't at that time really want to take over the business, and she really didn't have a plan of after she sold what you know what she wanted to do so yeah this transition plan's just been in the making um but really for us it was just she really showed me how to do the books she really showed me how the business ran she started taking me to rotary to the chamber to really getting me involved in our community so that way the community saw my face i mean they knew me from being production manager and deal and working with clients um but just really getting me more involved and allowing me to volunteer during work and like stepping out of work to actually like be a part of community events and, you know, sponsorships and stuff like that. But the biggest um, help that we had was Mitch Evans came in. Um, we're part of a group with him, a peer group, and he came in and did a evaluation on the shop for us. So kind of did a low end and high end of where the company was worth. And because we're family and Jackie wanted to see it grow and, you know, she wasn't looking for like the biggest buck out of me. Um, she took the low end from what Mitch evaluated, and that's just kind of where we ran our numbers from. Okay, yeah, Mitch. Mitch helps our industry quite a bit. I hear a lot of that about folks who, in the negotiation process, use him. He's a, he's a great resource for our industry. Yes, he was wonderful. Is is Jackie still involved day to day? Or she is she is not day to day. She loves doing the bookwork and the finances. That was one of her biggest things she liked as an owner. Um, so she still does that for me. Um, she'll come in once a week, grab all the deposits, grab all the bills that are piling up as I go through them and mark them off that they're okay to be paid. And she just kind of takes that, comes in a couple days later and we go over that and yeah. It's, it's interesting that she loves that aspect. My first five years in the working world, I'm a CPA in public accounting. And when I joined my family's business, I said, I want nothing to do with the bookkeeping or the books. So. <laughs> Nope, she loves it. And I appreciate having her be a part of it because, I mean, she's my mentor, you know, so any questions or issues or anything that I have, I know she's a phone call, a text, an email away that, you know, she's she wants to see the company still continue to grow even though she's not like, you know, her name's not attached to it anymore. 
you had said in working in every department, whether it's graphic design, bindery, production, and sales, that you really hated sales and you knew you didn't want to do that. But as a working owner, isn't sales a large component of that? Yeah, a little bit. So I'm, <laughs> I'm getting back into it. <laughs> but what's awesome is right before um, Jackie had retired and I bought the company from her, we actually hired a salesperson. So okay. I do have her going out. She is also staying in the shop too, helping us a little bit right now just because we're looking for employees and we're short staffed and the summer is always tough for us in Minnesota because everybody has the three months to get outside and really enjoy the weather. <laughs> so everybody wants vacations right now. So yeah, so she's just been helping us with that, filling in when she can. <laughs> when you were looking at purchasing this business or shortly after you purchased it, what was your biggest fear? Failing. I didn't want to see myself like buy the company and then just have it tank the first year. <laughs> um, I guess that was my biggest fear. Besides that, I mean, um, when Jackie made the decision to retire, we probably had a two-month period of, Chelsea, do you want the business? Because I'm not, if you don't, you let me know because we'll make arrangements. You know, it was one of those like. Right. You can get yeah. out if you want to. <laughs> Exactly. She didn't want me tied if I truly did not want to be tied. And it was actually Jeremiah who came up to me and said, you know, I'm here for you, whichever decision you want to go. But do you really want to have a new boss come in? Because we had a potential buyer that was interested in the shop. And it was his comment that I'm like, no, I don't. Oh I have worked here for 17 years. I've been running it. <laughs> Why would I want somebody else telling me what to do? So that's where we're at. <laughs> What would you say is one of the largest or biggest changes that has occurred since you've taken ownership, or, or maybe there hasn't been? Is there any different direction or different technology or things that you've implemented either during the transition or since you became owner that has, has taken a different uh, direction for your business or, or how things are done? Yeah, I wouldn't say we, I've made such a huge change. I've just updated some equipment. Um, one of my lenders came in and offered a great deal, giving me a additional piece with less cost. So I went that route. So we have more production capabilities and um, digital. But otherwise, right now, I really didn't make too many changes. I'm currently looking at maybe getting some newer mailing equipment to offer some more services to our clients. Uh, but otherwise, the only changes we've had is I've had these employees for three or four years. And I had one, they're all key employees, but I had one who's heading back home to Kentucky. So just trying to fill her position has probably been the most stressful because no one is applying. Um, or if they are, they're asking for way more than what I can afford because they're coming from the cities out to Buffalo, which is an hour away. And yeah, it's just, I'm treading a fine line of trying to find a good employee, pay them appropriately and go that route or train within and move people around. I haven't really quite figured it out yet. Yeah. So Buffalo, Minnesota is about a population of 16,000, if I remember correctly from what Jeremiah told me. Yep. So I guess that would present some challenges to, uh, that others may not face in larger markets. Um, yes, you can go out and sell your products and services to larger areas. But as you said, uh, staffing can become an issue in a smaller town. What in addition to that, what other challenges do you face being in a smaller town? 
I guess we have two other printers in town, which is interesting. We were the third one who kind of joined in. So these two are already well established and then Jackie started this company. So they probably didn't like that, but we're here and we're still going strong. Um, so I'd just say having two additional printers, but I really wouldn't call them competitors because they do very different things. Some like to do just invitations and deal with walk-in clients. We actually moved our shop away from more of a downtown location just so we didn't have all that walk-in stuff. Um, but for the most part, I mean, our, our client radius can go out to 20 miles, 30 miles. I mean, we have a really broad range. And what's really cool within the last couple of years, we've been having a few consistent clients who are outside of Minnesota, which we've never had in the history of Integra Print. So we've been doing, we have clients in Washington, Florida, um, Michigan, Wisconsin. So we're kind of reaching out a little bit. And that's more of like networking and using LinkedIn and people finding us that way, which is a really neat tool. See, so you do excel in sales just by using those networking and LinkedIn tools. See? Exactly. <laughs> I don't have to make cold calls. Let's just say <laughs> yeah. that. I hate yeah, cold okay. calls. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, cold calls are still the worst. Nobody, I don't know they anybody are. likes cold calls. Right. <laughs> Again, and what I know from Jackie over the years, her company and now your company has always seemed to be a little bit more progressive, a little bit more forward thinking and looking at your social media and your LinkedIn pages and the work your husband Jeremiah is doing, would you say that sets you apart from your competitors too? Oh, absolutely. If you look at our competitors' website or any of their social media presence, it's not there. Um, and I think that helps us excel. I ended up doing a sponsorship for a Minnesota Vikings because they saw my LinkedIn post. So I thought that was pretty neat. It shows that it works. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So your company is unique, I think, among our industry because it had been primarily women-owned and a transition to another woman. That's, I think that's different uh, in our industry, being male-dominated. Being a woman-owner, has that presented any specific challenges that you may not see those male-owned businesses experience? I'd have to say no. And I don't know if that's because Jackie was already established here as a woman owned. Um, and I think being a part of the community and how I've been here for so long, I really haven't seen anyone treat me different or act differently because I'm a woman owner. Um, I just think the company's just been so well involved with the community. And anytime I reach out to people, it's, I don't get any different feel that they would treat a guy differently than me. Right. Okay, good. That's so I good feel pretty hear. fortunate. I, I feel fortunate with that. You know, we all have that one problem employee, no matter how large or how small our business is. And, and I think I had the opportunity to interview your problem employee recently, uh, your husband, Jeremiah. How, how is oh, that? Oh, 100%. Yes. No. <laughs> how is that working? So Jeremiah came into the business here not too terribly long ago. He was freelance um, content creator. So how is it working, uh, the dynamics between your husband working for you? It actually works really well. And I do have to admit that was my fear when I was, before I started working here, two other businesses that I, I bartended, I waitressed, they were both husband and wife owned it. Both businesses, they have split. <laughs> so that was my biggest fear. It's like, okay, if I work with my husband, are we going to end up in a divorce or are we going to make this work? But I've talked to so many other husband and wife owners that it's like, okay, if you just set 
a balance. And obviously those industries are different because it's restaurant. It's very high intense and a lot going on. It's different, but he's not always in the shop. So I think that helps. There is a separation from our, like our job. Um, he's been helping us because we're short staffed and people are going on vacation. So I'm training him in different departments, but he doesn't come talk to me. He comes and talks to our production manager. So that helps keep things a little separate. Um, but yeah, and then when he's done here, he heads back home. He'll start doing all the content for us for social media, sends me links. How does this sound? How does this look? And it's really easy. I mean, we do talk a lot of shop at home, so we have to remind ourselves to stop every once in a while. But when we're out and about and he sees me start feeling a sign or paper, it's not weird to him. So that's okay because he does it as well. <laughs> so you guys, again, from what I've experienced with you, knowing you, you know, through the conferences and that, looks to me like you guys have a great uh, work-life balance. I know you you enjoy taking your family to the beach. I know you recently went camping. And and for many small business owners, that's that's a challenge to take away, take time away from the business and enjoy that time with their families. How how do you how are you able to pull that off? I might only get five hours of sleep at night, but it's <laughs> worth it. Um, we close at four. I am closing my computer up at four and I'm walking out the shop because I want to be home. I want to be present for my family, for my kids, for my parents, for my brothers. Like I want to be there for them. So then when the kids go to bed, I'll open up the computer and finish what didn't get done. But I'm there and doing those trips and doing all that stuff that we love to do. I have seen so many people who retire and who are not well enough to do what they wanted to do while they work. And my whole thing is now like dealing with or working with Jackie and seeing what she's gone through. And I've had other people who have retired here and they have a spouse who is now ill and they can't do what they wanted to do. You've worked all your life yeah. for retirement and it's like, nope, we're not going to do that. So we're taking our vacations. We're spending time with family now. We're bringing the kids out because that, and we're taking our trips because we might not be healthy when we retire. And I would hate to waste all that time and not go see the world as much as we can. Right. I love that attitude. That's great. Do you ever bring your kids in the office? Do they tinker around on any of the... Uh... <laughs> yes. Okay. So my oldest, Chloe, is 11. Crosby is eight. Chloe could care less. Like she's... She doesn't want to come in. Crosby would come with come in with me every single day. He loves working on the bindery stuff. I mean, I've had him spiral binding, punching. I mean, he just grins and he just works. He absolutely loves it. He already told me he's going to buy the company from me. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, you've got a succession plan in place. That's great. Yep. He's he's going to build a second floor for more space. Like he's he's got this whole plan. He's my thinker. He's my engineer. He, yeah, he always has a plan. You talked a little bit how you have a market reach of about 20 miles outside of your area. In that, What about a particular product niche or industry niche? Do you specialize in any one thing or is it like many of us cater to all that could use our services? Exactly. I mean, we offer everything that we possibly can because we want our clients to not look anywhere else if they can get everything from us. But um, I'd have to say the biggest thing that's growing right now, I mean, we're pushing signage because that's our newest, biggest, newest piece of equipment that we've had for a couple of years, but just trying to make that grow. So it's a 40 hour production going because that's not it right now. 
Um, but mailing services, because we're pushing so much about how our mailboxes are empty, get your mail piece in there. Your emails are like plump full. Nobody cares about that. So, I mean, it helps, but having that physical piece is such a huge draw. And I feel like that's why our services and, and mailing are going up. Okay, that's good to see. Yeah, that was one thing we saw a quite a bit of drop off during and post COVID was mailing services. And again, it's it's coming back. It's not to where I'd like it. So I think that's a good area to focus on. What mm-hmm. what wide format equipment do you have now currently? So we have a flatbed printer and a Colex cutter. So it's a Mamaki flatbed. Um, Jackie is the one who purchased this equipment in. 2019 it was installed 2020 and then COVID shut everything down about three months after we got the equipment um, but honestly that's pretty much what kept us going is because we were doing all the COVID signage and six feet apart so yeah it was a good purchase if I was like owning the company at the time I don't take risks like that <laughs> so I'm glad <laughs> she did it <laughs> I am not a risk taker at all <laughs> Other than buying a printing company. <laughs> I suppose that is a huge risk, isn't it, when you think about it? <laughs> uh, Jeremiah spoke about a new product y'all created uh, with your wide format, some uh, corrugated plastic phone stands. Is that correct? Yes. And what's really fun is we're trying to find things that we can call them promotional stuff and just something new. So we started out with actually um, some coasters. Um and then we went to the Print United trade show last year, and I think a vendor had one of these cute little phone stands up, and I'm like, we can do that. And so we've been pushing it, and I wouldn't say we're, it's not like weekly sales, but I'd say we get once a month a good order of phone holders. And talking about a promotional product that you can have four feet by six feet of information so you can use the space very well, not just have a little logo. and it's utilized. I mean, my whole staff has like two or three around their computer because it could hold a little notepad. It can hold your phone. Like it's really versatile with what you can put on it. How are you selling? How are you promoting that? Through um, direct mail pieces to our current clients um, and then just pushing it through email. It's just part of our monthly email that we send out. It's just a little blurb at the bottom. And then when clients are picking up, it's a product that goes out with it. So if it's a, they're picking up an order that's over, let's say five or 500 or a thousand bucks, I'm throwing a sample on top for them to take. That's a great idea. I'll probably steal that at some point. Absolutely. If you want the design, I'll give it to you too. (laughs) (laughs) Another idea that I just love, I want you to talk about, and again, full disclosure, I I am going to steal this idea. Tell us about a little bit about your building, building a happier world initiative. I think that's wonderful. And it's not stealing. You can take anything you want. We should all be here to help each other, right? So any ideas are worth are worth taking. Um, so the Building a Happier World program, I think we started that, I don't know, maybe five years ago, six years ago. It's just, it's our way of giving back to the community, to our nonprofits. Um, and it's also a way to kind of stop people from asking us for donations and sponsorships yeah. every, every day. Because we can say, well, we have this program. This is our way we give back. So what we do, every month we give away $500 in print. We try and specify print, not promotional products, because then we're really losing money. But um, they submit an application by the end of the month, and however we want to draw it here, if it's 
making airplanes and whoever's the farthest, you know, that's who wins for the following month. But then they get the whole month to use the 500 in print. And what we've done for our clients are like banners, signage, flyers, raffle tickets. They're very appreciative. 99% of them will email me right back and say, thank you so much. You don't know what this means. And it's just nice PR too, because then we advertise it. We put it on social media, like here's our newest winner. If you're a nonprofit or you know a nonprofit, please send them our way because we want to give back to these people who are doing good work in our community. And has that led to many of these nonprofits coming back when it's time to actually order and pay for products and services? 100%, yes. We have um, like gotten new clients because of this. <laughs> from them. And something on top of that, for nonprofits, we always give a 15% discount on their work, no matter what. Unless if it's a promotional item, that we we don't. But again, it's just another way of us giving back to the community and these nonprofits. Sure. I remember during COVID, we did a program where we offered free banners to restaurants that were shut out, not shut down, saying we're open curbside pickup. And yeah, I think over two days, we did about 60 banners, but many of those restaurants are still coming back to us today with for pay projects. So it's great. Well, I, oh, again, yeah. I, I love that idea. Congratulations on the success. It's just of a that. little goodwill. Yeah. Goodwill oh, yeah. to them. And, you know, just think of us down the road when you need something. You mentioned that uh, direct mail had been on the decline and you've been promoting that. Anything else since post COVID has been on the decline that you're trying to revitalize? And have you had success in growing those sales related to that? I don't know. I feel like everything that we've done has bounced back pretty well, um, which I'm happy about. All of majority of our clients were very essential. So we were still doing business for them. Um, I'd say maybe more of just, no, I really don't. I think everything has come back. Okay. To where it was. Good, good. Changing gears a little bit, what technology has been the most useful to you in helping you achieve your goals at Integra Print? Plan profit is what I have to say because the constant, or the email reminders that go out, the follow ups that are automatic and automated with Plan Profit is less things that I have to do. Um, it'll send out emails to inactive clients who we haven't done business with in six months, in a year. And it's a different message each time. And they reply back and say, oh, I've just been thinking about you. So it's my sales tool. It's me emailing my clients saying, hey, where have you been? We haven't heard from you. What can we do? And they think it's me, which is wonderful. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some glitches and things that we're always learning of how it, it can see two buyers or one buyer, but two different companies and it treats them different. But won't get into that. But anyway, it's definitely worked. And that has been such a huge tool because we've gotten orders and I didn't have to do anything. As far as marketing, I know uh, you use multiple channels. What are your favorite marketing channels to use to promote your products and services? Well, I do have to say print, obviously, when we send out <laughs> our, and we give right. Exactly. Um, each month we kind of change it up. So one month it'll be a postcard to our clients. Then it'll be a flyer. Then it'll be like an actual folded newsletter. So we just try and change it up a little bit, but it's just always different messages out that way. Having Jeremiah help with the social media keeps us really active in front of our clients. And I think that just helps 
keep us in front of mind when they're out there on Facebook or LinkedIn and they see us. Do you experience a bump or a immediate re response to your email campaigns? I know when we send them out, there's always one customer that that's the reminder they need to order their monthly job. <laughs> right. Um, I do get people who respond back if there is a certain promotion that we have on there or if we're talking about something specific. Um, every once in a while, we'll throw in just a new promotional item that we see on Sage and, you know, we'll get a client who's like, oh, that is a new product. I really would like to see that or get more info. So that always helps. No, you've spent most of your adult career at Integra Print. If you weren't owner of this printing company or involved in this industry, what would you be doing? Oh, God, you know, I had to think about that one for quite a while. Um, and I always keep going back to I am a nature girl. So I think if I wasn't here, it would be something related to that. So if it's DNR working in the state forest or the national forest or I don't know. That's where yeah. I just... Something keep coming outdoors. back. Yeah, yeah. Outdoors. Absolutely. Yeah, something that would be outdoors. Yeah. Now, nothing like construction. But no, no. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> be real Something in the here. woods. <laughs> something yeah, exactly. in the woods without cutting down trees. Yes. <laughs> What's been your most rewarding experience as a young business owner? I guess the most rewarding is last year I had set a sales goal that Jackie and I have been trying to achieve ever since I've been here. And we achieved it last year. Um, that was pretty awesome, especially my first year, which makes my second year very anxious because it's like, well, how do I live up to that? Um, but I think just hitting that just kind of showed my leadership skills, where we were going with the company, and now we're just going to you know, keep going. So I think that was probably pretty sweet. That's great. Congratulations. Thank and you. I know exactly uh, what you're talking about there because as business owners, that, that's probably one thing that the highs and the lows is so similar last year. We had a very good year last year, exceeded my expectations. So December 29th through 31st, you say, oh, yeah, it's great. We had a great year. And then you wake up on January 1st and you say, oh, crap, now I got to start all over and try to beat that. that well, <laughs> yeah. and exactly. And kind of my whole mentality last year was it's my first year. If it doesn't go well, I can chop it up to it was my first year as a business owner. Well, it went well. So now I got to like live up to that. Well, as a golfer, you should know the art of sandbagging and you should have yeah. done that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what has been your most disappointing or frustrating experience as a young business owner? I'd say right now, probably just the employment, the employee issue. Um, it's really hard for me to be working on the business because I've been working so much in it. But that's also, I've worked here for 19 years. I've touched every single department so I can help fill in. And I'm not going to cause my employees any more added stress by making somebody work three jobs when I can just pitch in and help. Mm. Sure. You know, and get production out. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I'm not making money if production's not going out. So working on the business when nothing's being run doesn't help either. So right. it's just, right. it's a weird state that I'm at right now because I can't be working quite on it. But I have Plan Profit who is helping me do my sales. <laughs> so then I can pitch in. <laughs> Plan Profit is your newest, one of the most productive employees anyway. Yes, yes. <laughs> equally, equally productive as the other. Yes. What do you know now? Again, I know you've been in it just 
ownership a little over a year. What do you know now that you wish you knew a few years ago or even last month? And again, the answer may be planned profit. <laughs> no, I, Jackie has been a phenomenal mentor. And I think she has trained me well for this, that I feel, I feel like I know, I'm not going to say I know everything, but I felt like I was prepared. Um, so not knowing something, I guess I just reach out to her. I don't know. It's just, I haven't felt a crazy amount of, oh, why did I do this? Or yes, I wish I would have known this because I feel like Jackie has prepared me well enough. Oh, to know cool. what I was getting myself into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's always going to be that unknown, but that's great that yeah. you had that role. And then it goes or back maybe... to the uh, the planning and the succession planning and the preparation for it. Yeah. I do have to say the one thing would be, I mean, I've seen her get stressed when it gets quiet. And I think to myself, <laughs> it's going to pick up. It's okay. Well, I get it. A few days of quietness and I'm going, <sighs> Where is everybody? And then I'm thinking, oh my God, okay, this is this is what she was stressed out about. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when the when the orders quit coming in, the, the the bills never cease. It seems. No, you still pay your employees, and it's like, okay, let's go, <laughs> and it picks up. I mean, it's fine, but yeah, it can be some stressful couple of days. <laughs> What's your favorite part of business ownership? My favorite part would be. I have a great staff. Um, I love the flexibility of being an owner, um, being able to come in and out, but really I'm not out that much. Um, Crosby, my son, would say, Mom, you're the owner. You don't have to come in today. It's like, well. <laughs> hey, that's why he wants to buy this business. <laughs> exactly, right? He just doesn't have to do down. anything. I'm like, no, I do quite a bit. I do need to come in. <laughs> um, yeah, and I have to say, just like last year, we set that goal and we met it. So that was just so rewarding. And Is there any one thing or maybe any one person or something that does inspire you about this industry? What what You alluded to it there a little bit, but what keeps you coming back? What inspires you to come back day in, day out? Well, I don't want to fail in front of Jackie, so that <laughs> keeps me inspired. Um <laughs> But I do have to say, watching my clients grow their business because of the things that we're doing for them is very rewarding. When they come back with more and more things, or when you see the startup company come in with just two guys with an idea, and you start to see them grow. Because every company has to start out with an idea, and it was just it'd be fun to be there for that company where it was just two people, and let's say in five years, now they're... 500 employees, you know, so if you were there from start to where they're at, I think would be pretty sweet. So that kind of keeps me inspired. And knowing you played a role in that growth. I mean, that's great. Yep, exactly. Is there anything you really dislike about this business? The industry itself? Oh, clients who don't plan. Um, <laughs> but you deal, I mean, gosh, that's like right from the start, you just deal with it. But I'd have to say the biggest thing would just be People who are coming in now and saying, oh, I designed this on Canva, I just shake my head and go, okay, here's another $20 for us to fix your file. <laughs> um, no, besides that, I mean, I enjoy the industry. I enjoy paper, which is just, 
interesting. I mean, I think we ended up getting a mailer from the Minnesota um, Orchestra yesterday, and I opened it up. I smelled the paper. My son's like, Mother, why are you smelling the paper? I'm like, smell it. <laughs> I think Jeremiah shared the story on va- you were on vacation. You were touching signs and looking at signs and window graphics and that, and we all do that, but that's, that's, that's right. classic. Taking pictures. It's like it's <laughs> ideas that you want to bring back right. to people. <laughs> I can't help it. That's what inspires me. (laughs) There you go. Is there any particular printing tradition or printing term or custom that you wish we would just abandon and have it go away? See, and I thought about that one, too, and I can't think of anything like for the print industry itself for us because we don't have presses anymore. I don't have to talk about making plates, doing the chemicals, making sure registration is fine, your ink fluid. Like, I don't have to worry about that anymore, but... That's about it. <laughs> How about you, Paul? What do you think? I think the most annoying thing you alluded to is just the lack of communication or preparedness that customers have. I think my biggest pet peeve in this industry, and it may be every industry, is we have all these tools to communicate. We have email, we have telephones, we have social media, all these tools for communication. And communication has gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Um, people think we're mind readers, and I think it's it may be across all industries, but they will send an email, and it requires 14 more questions to actually get what they want from it. And, and maybe it's because we don't talk on the phone as much anymore, but it's the lack of details that we get. And, you know, we agree to a deadline, and yet, when we set the deadline for us to have the final information, it, it never happens then. It, and we're expect, you know, we can't change the date of the event. So that's my, that's my pet peeve. Gosh, it's almost like what just happened last week here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's constant. It and it's, and we've gotten a little better with saying it takes us this much time to produce it. So you have to give us the file by this time, if you want it out here. Now, of course we try and work our magic when they, push their date a little bit back but yeah it's like we've been working on the planning here (laughs) yeah and that's tough as an owner i think you know being in this business 30 something years i've gotten better at it uh you've got to learn to say no and you've got to learn to say you know this is how it's going to be you're always afraid as an owner to say no because oh i'm going to lose that business but yeah you've got to learn to stick to your deadlines again because you don't want to put that extra stress on you or your staff because it's not fair to them uh, unless you get compensated accordingly for it. So. Yep, exactly. Like they bring a gift basket. Thank yes, you. Yes, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so what do you see? What do you see is what's next for IntegraPrint? I think just continuing on this path that we have, like I had mentioned, I'm looking at some newer mailing software equipment um, that actually puts like a little barcode on the corner. So if we're doing statements for clients, it can see... The number of pages. I have a few who are asking me to do that, so that's just kind of why I'm looking into this software um, and like some stuffing equipment. Because right now we do it by hand if it's smaller. Otherwise, I have a mailing house that if it gets to large quantities, we send it out. So, but otherwise, postcards. That's really what we're pushing. But okay, now we get to the part of the podcast where we ask you some questions that you may or may not have been prepared for. Oh, thanks, Paul. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So we call these some rapid-fire questions. I give you two choices, and you let me know okay. your preference, all right? Okay, let's hear it. Camping or the beach? 
Oh, camping. I'll stick with camping. Golf or the beach? Oh, these are not nice. <laughs> uh, the beach. Outlook or Gmail? Outlook. Beer or wine? Beer. Vikings or the twins? Twins. They don't break our hearts as much. Okay. Uh, twins or the Golden Gophers? Twins. Okay. Birdie or Eagle? That's an easy one. Oh, come on. Eagle. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I had one in my life. I'd really like to see that hole in one here soon. <laughs> envelope or envelope? Envelope. Envelope. Mac or PC? PC. Country or rock? Rock. Beyonce or Taylor Swift? Beyonce. <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting. Um, She's my generation. Come on. Yes. All right. All right. There you go. Garth Brooks or Brooks and Dunn? Uh, Brooks and Dunn. Jimmy Buffett or Warren Buffett? Oh, let's do Jimmy Buffett. Last one. Sales or marketing? <laughs> marketing. <laughs> <laughs> but Chelsea, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, great story. Love hearing about it. And we wish you continued success at IntegraPrint. Wonderful. Thank you, Paul. And this concludes another episode of our 40 Under 40. And to all our listeners out there, we encourage you to keep on making a great impression. Thank you. Thank you again to our sponsor, Konica Minolta, for their support of our 40 Under 40 podcast. With their cutting-edge printing technologies and commitment to excellence, Konica Minolta continues to empower the next generation of industry leaders. Stay tuned for more inspiring episodes. And remember to visit konicaminolta.us for the latest advancements in print technology. Thank you for listening.